Hey y'all, it's Thursday. That means it's another episode of the Late Night Vision Show, episode 266. We are proud and happy to bring it to you. We've got another scope review for you this week. The, the hits just keep on rolling. And to help me introduce what we're going to be talking about today, the owner of Outdoor Legacy, Mr. Jason Robertson. I hope you had a good weekend. And uh, going into the end of the week this week, uh, it is summertime, man. And uh, we're out having fun in the sun. What are y'all doing? I am sweating to the oldies. And, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it, it, is, uh, it is hot and it is humid. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's funny. We've got this uh, digital thermometer that's uh, in our kitchen. It's one of those little full color deals and, you know, the little receiver things outside. And uh, every night before I go to bed, I go over there and I like press the little button and it lights up and I look at it. And for like a week, I've just kept thinking, I just can't believe that it's only 62% humidity and it's 67 <laughs> degrees outside. Finally, I figured out that thing's broke and uh, it's 80 degrees and it's 89 to 98% humidity. Wow. So I was like, you know, something's wrong. Nice. So yeah, no, it's summer is here Dog or spring anyway. It's Dog it's days of summer. Well, before we jump into the re review, I'm going to tell you what we're talking about. The Pulsar, this is the Pulsar Merger LRF X. L50, y'all, the brand new announced it shot show. We got him. We've been testing for a while now. Thankfully, uh, Pulsar uh, let us play with these things for quite a while. We've got a bunch of video to show you. Um, but first, if you are looking to purchase a night vision or thermal optic, um, please give us a call. We don't just do these shows. We don't just create all this content. Uh, we also, as our full-time job, sell night vision and thermal optics. We test every optic. We sell all the optics. Uh, and also we uh, offer customer support after the sale. So 877-350-1818, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. Give us a call. Uh, you can talk to me, Jason, uh, or our other salesman, Ashley, and we'd love to help you out. So I want to say Jason, one quick thing there, yeah. real quick. For getting one thing. You, I know what you meant when you said it. You said we sell all the optics. We sell all the optics we review here. Mm -hmm. We don't sell all the optics on the market, and there's a reason for that. So that's mm -hmm. the that's the cool thing. Uh, Hans is right. We test every single optic in the field. All three of us, uh, the, the, you know, the, the Hans, Ashley, myself, we test every optic that we sell. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of optics that we test and we don't sell. And so uh, if, if we're selling it, we believe that it's a good optic and it's got value and it's a good mm -hmm. value for the dollar and bring something to the market. So uh, that that's the cool thing is that we pick the cream of the crop, bring the best mm -hmm. of the best. And I'm going to tell you today, uh, we got the best of the best. We got the cream of the crop here. Uh, this is a fantastic optic. Hans, tell them what this is. So yeah, everybody I'm sure, or most people are familiar with the Pulsar Merger Thermal Binoculars. These are that a very, you know, obviously before that was the Accolade Thermal Binoculars, but this is the Merger XL50. This is what you call it beyond 640. This is actually true HD resolution, 1024 by 768 thermal resolution. Um, you know, we've talked about in the past 640 being, which is funny because we've always talked about 640 and thermal being high resolution or higher and 384 being standard, but this is truly high resolution, 1024 resolution. These, this is the first, um, this is the first optic on the market by Pulsar that has over 640 resolution. And uh, I, I hope it's not going to be the last. I doubt it's going to be the last. But 
this is a, this is a big step for them. They're very proud of it. That was one of the, the highlights of SHOT Show 2023. And again, we've had a chance to test it, uh, take a look at it, and, and really run it through the ringer to make sure that it's all that it's cracked up to be. But we were really pumped to get these in our hands because anything higher than 640 resolution to us is like, I don't know, you might as well be sitting at a movie theater, you know, at a 4K TV or, you know, looking at something like that. But these things, uh, well, I'll save the good news uh, and all that for yeah, the I was going to say, you're going you're gonna to give it all away. I know. Hey, we're, we're gonna listen, always... guys, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. I'm going to run down the specs. I'm going to try to get to them quickly. Uh, Hans is going to do a walk around, kind of show you what's there. And then we're going to talk about our likes, our dislikes. I'm going to tell you something else we're going to do. Um, down here towards, you know, later in the show, we're going to give you basically a comparison of what this is going to be like compared to the merger uh, XP fifties that we reviewed. Cause that's going to be the big question is how does this compare to the 640 by 480, which, you know, if you watch that review, we ran it and raved about how amazing it is. So I know that's the question. Is this better? Am I going to see the difference in, and how is it better? We're going to talk about that. So let's jump into it. Pulsar merger XL 50 LRF laser range finder, thermal binoculars, as Han said, 1024 by 768. Uh, I like to call this ultra high resolution. I mean, I don't know. Like Han said, we've got standard. We've always called it high. This is ultra high. I don't know where we're going. I'm going to make up some more adjectives later, but right. this is ultra high resolution. The price, $7,999. I'm going to stop right here for a second. There's some guys who are like clicking off. Okay, forget it. I ain't got eight grand. I'm not spending eight grand on some thermal binoculars. That's true, man. I get it. A lot of people aren't going to want to do that. A lot of people are. But what I think is cool about this, and we're going to have some footage. Y'all need to stick around. We're going to have footage in this show, show you what this thing looks like in the field. And it doesn't do it justice. I'll go ahead and say that. But this is where the future is. I mean, you know, we've we've already had one twelve eighty thermal scope come on the market. Now Pulsar's getting, you know, their big toe in the water with this ten twenty four. Guys, the writing's on the wall. This is this is there's going to be more of this. There's got to be. I mean, it's 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 people want it. The the market is demanding it. So I think this is this is really fun times. And I think you're going to remember back. I know Hans and I are and go, remember when we re re recorded that show and we reviewed that? We thought that was big stuff. You know, I mean, it, it is going to become common down the road, but right now it's not. So 1024 by 768 HD, uh, what I call ultra high resolution, 12 micron sensor, it's sub 40 millikelvin. I want to talk about that. I'm going to make a note, 40 millikelvin. I'm making some notes for a minute to talk about. Sub 40 millikelvin sensor, 50 hertz refresh rate. Uh, it starts at a two and a half power base mag with digital zoom, goes all the way up to a uh, 20 power. Uh, it's got an AMOLED HD display, 1024 by 768 as well. Field of view, 55 feet horizontally at 100 yards. Detection range, 2,515 yards, according to Pulsar. That's usually seeing something, um, you know, the size of a human standing up out there. So it's about 2,500 yards. Uh, identification range, we're going to talk more on this. We've got so much to talk about. This is going to be a long review, but uh, we're going to just say this is 600 plus. Uh, in, in reality, it's way 
further than that most of the time. It's it's crazy with this really, really high resolution. There's variables. We're just going to say 600 plus a long, long ways. And again, we'll talk more about that. Laser rangefinder is built in and it's got an 1100 yard uh, max range. Uh, it's got video and audio recording, multiple color palettes, even though it is just a, uh, you know, binoculars, not a scope. It does have picture in picture in there. It's got Wi-Fi streaming uh, to go to the Stream Vision 2 app uh, that Pulsar has. It's an IPS 6.7 waterproof rating that's submersible to three foot for 30 minutes, uh, fully um, dustproof as well. Uh, functions down to negative 13 degrees Fahrenheit or up to 122 degrees uh, Fahrenheit as well. Uh, rechargeable battery pack, so it's a dual battery pack system. There is one battery that is non-removable inside the scope or inside the binoculars that can be uh, recharged. And then it's got an APS-3. That's a Pulsar proprietary battery pack. Uh, they run about um, 100 bucks, and it does have removable. It comes with one of those. And combined, Pulsar says that you're going to get about eight hours of runtime. Now, there is one little caveat here. Uh, Hans thought that I did the battery test. I thought he did the battery test. Uh, we've had this thing for, uh, I don't know, a while. I mean, weeks. Ashley's had it. I've, we've all had it. Nobody did the battery test. So uh, right now, Hans is running a battery test. So guys, in the description, we will put what the actual runtime that we got is. So if you're really concerned to know exactly what we got, um, we'll have that in the show notes uh, down below. But I just want to let you know, Pulsar saying, you know, so eight hours. Let's just make sure it doesn't happen again. Somebody might lose their job if it happens again. I hope it's not me, but somebody, some heads are going to have to roll after this battery well, test failure. But yeah, like Jason said, I, it's going to be I write the, the checks, so I'm just saying. I guess it can't no, be you then. I guess it can't be you. <laughs> so yeah, the battery test I'm running right now, it'll be in the description of this video. Uh, so you can check it out there for the exactly what the internal battery gets and the external separately. Uh, and then that way we'll have that. And we'll also pin it up in the com comments on the YouTube video. And, and you'll be able to find it if you're listening on yep. podcast only or, or hey, audio only well, version. Perfect. One last thing. Hans is fixed to do the walk around. I want to talk about the weight. It is 33.51 ounces with the batteries inside. So about 33 ounces. Um there's so much to say about this. I'm literally going to be scratching notes. I'm going to let him start doing the walk around, guys, and uh, see what you think about it. Yeah, it comes in this nice, fancy uh, carry-all looking bag, almost like a man purse, Merce thing, you know, that you can hang oh around your gosh. shoulder. Do not. It is not a man purse. Do <laughs> no, not. Oh my gosh. No, it's not. It's a case. It's a nice case, like a, you know, probably like a pleather, a little bit of fake leather going on there, but still nice. Uh, it's got your charging cord, USB-C charging cord, your wall. Uh, charger as well. Uh, it's got these uh, fancy looking little um, cap, battery cap covers. You don't need it, you know, just unless you're going to be traveling or you want to put it on there, keep the end safe while it's not in the optic. Uh, but it's got your charging base. So if you want to put the, uh, the battery, the removable battery on a charging cradle, you sure can, and I'm trying to stuff all that box back in the box. I think they must have like engineers that go to school for nothing but packing cardboard <laughs> boxes, and they do it in such a way that you're never going to get it back in there the way that you do. But I'm I'm convinced overseas there's like 
colleges that are nothing but packing cardboard boxes. Um, all right, here you go. This is the Merger XL50, y'all. This is uh, what we've talked about, a, a, a binocular design with a laser range finder. So one side is actually the, the lens, the thermal lens um, right there. And then on, on the other side is your laser range finder. Uh, so it's not truly, I guess, a binocular. It's actually just a, a what do we call it? A biocular, is that what it's called? <laughs> Where you're looking through with two eyes, but it's still just one. Yeah, so core. so that's an important thing to note. I mean, it's, it's for, for the user, it feels like a binocular, but it's actually a biocular because Hans is right. One side of that is your laser range finder. One side is the lens with a the thermal sensor. I had a guy who uh, I was on the phone with one time. He was like adamant. Well, I don't want it if it doesn't have two thermal sensors. And I was like, well, I, oh, first of all, I don't really know what you're going to gain out of that, but yeah. I would say this, you're going to double the price. Yeah. You know, it's the, yeah. the, the price is fixing to go way, 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 way up. So anyway, oh, that's, yeah, that's what exactly. it's biocular, but we're going to call it a binocular. So right here on in between the eyepieces is where the removable battery, uh, that's the little station that it comes in. The, the button on the opposite side is what you push to get the battery out. But one thing I always work, worry about with binoculars are, are they going to be comfortable, you know, because you're different, people have different eye spacings and all that. Uh, these uh, easily adjust in or out, depending on the wideness uh, of your eyes uh, or, or how far across your eyes are. So that, that is very easy to do. You got your eyepiece adjustment focuses here. Um, your focus for your uh, objective lens is this rubber grommet right here on the end by the objective lens. Six button layout on top. The power button being in blue, but they, again, generous. We talk about button layout being important because of people wearing gloves in the wintertime. Generous spacing, uh, nicely raised so that you can tell uh, in the dark what you're doing. On the bottom side, USB-C plug, and it does have, a lot of people that run binoculars do like to mount them on some type of tripod setup. It does have that little tripod uh, screw insert place there, so you can mount it on a, some type of viewing setup does have a nice padded neck strap very comfortable uh, but this is it that's what's in the box this is a walk around and uh, okay that's it so so let's jump in I'm, I'm i'm itching here to really talk about you know my overall thoughts on this but we like to go ahead and give our, our likes and our dislikes and, and get that out of the way i mean it kind of gives you a general feel for the unit but then we really get into the overall so let's jump to the dislikes let's get them done let's move past them there's not a lot of dislikes. I don't think we've, we've really had time to jump in yet and tell you how much we really, really, really like <laughs> yeah. this merger design. So I'm, 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 I'm just antsy mm -hmm. to get there, but it's heavy. Okay. I mean, they're, they're big, bulky binoculars. I mean, you're, you're they're binoculars. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, a guy who owns a high end set of binoculars already, and you're, you know, you're used to wearing binoculars around your neck or carrying them. You're going to go, yeah, they're binoculars. That's right. what they're supposed to be. So yeah. I don't think as binoculars go, they're big. I don't think they're heavy. Is mm -hmm. that I think we as night hunters have generally used monoculars. That's way more popular overall, but the binoculars have become more and more popular. And so I think for us, it's a change. So mm -hmm. we go, oh, man, this is bigger. This is, you know, bulkier. Um, so I will say, if, if you're a guy like Hans and I that are, uh, you know, on the move and 
you're spotting and you're stalking and you're walking and you're climbing through barbed wire fence and you know you may be off in the brush in the woods uh, going through to another trail to get to another pasture or maybe you're in there hunting a, a hog that you shot and it ran mm -hmm. off or what if you're that kind of active situation be honest with you I don't think they're for you um, I think that's where a monocular something that you can easily hold in one hand uh, that is lighter weight that you can shove in a, you know, in a bag really easy. I mean, without having to like take your backpack off, you're not wearing it around your neck again on the move active. That's where I think a monocular is better. So that's really not a knock mm. against the mergers. Mm. It's just the different style. So I would say it's, you know, again, not going to be great for that. But if you're the kind of guy that is, uh, you know, again, sitting in a fixed position uh, maybe you're in a you know a, a box blind or a deer blind or something maybe you are standing there you know calling coyotes um, or even sitting if that's what you're doing but you're in a fixed location maybe you do have to walk but when you get there you're there all those kind of things yeah i mean i think that's uh where they they work really really well uh, mm. also we'll get into this more Guys that are, uh, I talk to a lot of guys that are buying these that are elk hunters or mule deer hunters, and they're mm. sitting on one mountainside looking over across a valley yep. or out across some, you know, big plains or something. They're, they're looking long ways. They're just glassing. One guy told me, you know, he lays down on a big rock and, and just puts his mm -hmm. pack up and like, mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. This is fantastic for that. All right. Um, the only other negative thing I can really come up with is something you can experience with all thermal optics. Some people are way more sensitive to this than others, but it's what we call night blindness or white out. And it's where you've got this eye up to a really bright, you know, you got it up to a screen. It's bright there. Your, your pupil adjusts for that and you pull it down and it's black dark and your eye has to like readjust to, to that. Cause it's been looking at that bright screen for so long. Now it's black dark. You can have that in both eyes, you know, especially if you're really susceptible to that. You've got both eyes up on there. Looking at those screens, you pull them down, it's black, dark again. I mean, that could be an issue. Again, it's, it's a bigger issue for, for some people, you know, more than others. Only other thing to be concerned about, I think that's the end of the dislikes. Mm -hmm. Hans, yeah. I know I've got some notes scratched down here. You do too. This yeah. is a huge list. I'm going to go over my two favorite ones, and then that's I'm going to let you take the, the rest of the big list here. My number one favorite thing is the design and it's the fit. It's the finish. Uh, when we did the merger XP 50 uh, review recently, we harped on this and I've got to harp on this again. And I'm going to go on the record and say this. I, I said it then it was a big thing to say. I thought I might regret it and I have not. So I'm going to do it again. This is the best design, meaning the physical housing the fit, the finish, the feel, the attention to detail of any night vision or thermal optic that I've ever held in my hands, period. This feels like you're holding a real pair of daytime glass binoculars. The only thing it can't do is it does not pivot in the middle, okay? You don't do that with these. Otherwise, these feel like a not just a pair of Walmart binoculars. They feel like a pair of high-end right. binoculars. I cannot stress this enough. I'll, I'm going to harp on this little soapbox in a minute, but fit, finish, design, feel, 
this is what you expect if you're spending eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They're legit guys. This blows away any other night vision or thermal design feel that anybody, including Pulsar, has on the market besides these murders. I'm serious, guys. It's the real deal. Second mm-hmm. thing, this is this is a genius thing. And it is that it has a proximity sensor. And you go, well, what's a proximity sensor? We're all familiar with them if you own a smartphone. And what happens is when you put your phone up to your your face, the screen shuts off. And because it's it's sensing that you're there. These work in the opposite way, or I guess the same way as your phone. When you pull it down, the screen comes on. When you put these up to your eyes, the screen comes on. Okay, so you have the units turned on, but when you pull them down, the displays turn off. So what that does is a couple things. One, you got them hanging around your neck here, okay? You don't have light from those displays lighting up your chin and your face when you're walking around. One, the animals don't see you. Two, it's not bothering you, blinding you as you're walking around. Two, it's saving your battery. Mm-hmm. It's extending this runtime very, very long because those displays are off. Now, you can turn this off. If you don't want that, it's a simple menu option, toggle it off. But what happens is you don't even feel it. When you get those things up, they just, they're there. They come on. That proximity right. sensor senses that, it, that it's at your face. Fantastic. It's the coolest feature <laughs> that I've ever seen. I think uh, we're going to see that in more and more monoculars, more and more scopes. It is fantastic. Really like it for battery saving. And like I said, not having that light hit you. Hans, those are my two favorites. Yeah. I know we've got a big long list here. I'm going to let you hit them because you hit them quicker than I do. But those are my favorites. What you got? Well, Jason, those are very cute likes. Um, but let's get, cute? Mo- let's get did to the most. Let's get to the most. I did. Come on. Because those are little likes. Let's talk about the Come big on. like, the picture image. I mean, this is 1024 resolution. Oh, does it have a good picture? Uh, oh, yeah, I was I just, wondering that. <laughs> you're leaving the easy ones for me. Now, 1024 resolution, what that means, y'all, at 2.5 base magnification, 1024 resolution, when you bump it up to 5 power, as in with digital magnification, every time you double the magnification, you cut your resolution and picture quality in half. But when you go to 2.5 to 5 power, you're still at 512. Yes, I checked the math. 512 resolution uh, at 5 power. This is something that you can use to see an ID a long, long way. That's why when you know going beyond 640, this is what where you're going to get your money's worth out of. And that's being able to ID uh, animals, whether big or small, at long ranges. But the picture image is fantastic, as you would think it would be. Uh, for something that's a, a high resolution or HD resolution like this is. Uh, the second thing, uh, other than the picture image, I, I would say is I, I talked to a lot of people that use these thermal binoculars and they're like, man, it's like being at a movie or, or looking at a, you know, being in a movie and, and, and seeing a movie screen at a theater. That's absolutely. And, and imagine it with 1020, 1024 high resolution. It's like being at a movie theater and you're sitting right there in the perfect seat in the house. Uh, and you've got, you're looking through with both eyes. Uh, it's just something about your brain that it, it just, it's a, a better effect. It's a better experience. I'll say this, mm-hmm. having something, think about this y'all. And 
when people call and talk to us, they say this makes a lot of sense to them. Um, but when we say you're using a scanner 95% of the time uh, and you're only looking through your scope a very short amount of time, it's, it's important to get something that's high quality. It's not just because you can ID further um, or, or, you know, be able to see an animal or, or tell what it's doing or, you know, anything, not, it's not just for that. Um, what it's for also having a good quality optic is for limiting eye fatigue and not getting the eye strain that you would get out of a lesser quality monocular. Now, being behind something like this, you're going to be able to go, uh, much longer at night. You're going to be able to, um, scan for much longer and not get that eye fatigue or that eye strain or just feeling tired or getting some people get headaches uh, from looking through uh, optics like this. But with something like this, a very high quality optic, eye, fa eye fatigue and eye strain, you're just probably not going to feel it at all. That's how great these are. Um, looking at my last my, my list here, uh, we talked about the fit and finish being uh, very nice. I mean, just like the previous mergers, Pulsar, I think you know if you've watched this show enough, um, we talk about it pretty much with every optic. I don't think there's an optic that they haven't come out with uh, that we haven't talked about the fit and finish, how great it is. But we talk about the button layout uh, in the walk around, how important that is for you guys up north that wear gloves and being able to use an optic. There's nothing more frustrating than it's cold outside, you're trying to run your thermal, and you got to take your gloves off just so you can push a button to magnify the image or whatever you need to do. Um, these Pulsar optics are some of the most user-friendly user optics on the market. Uh, they have, uh, you know, the, the most color palettes. Uh, they, you know, they seem to have a, a high level of ingenuity. Well, Jason, you talk, you and I talk about this a lot. These things are very, have a high level of ingenuity, but they're still very easy to use. You know, the, the menu is basic. Uh, the setup process is, is easy. There's guys that call us and say, I don't like technology. I don't I don't have a computer. The only reason I have a cell phone is because my spouse makes me have a cell phone. Uh, but the Pulsar <laughs> stuff, you know, they, they people get them and, and rarely have a problem figuring it out. And that's just because of the design. And, and the people there at Pulsar, keeping in mind, um, maybe they're just like, hey, we're our big market in the United States is a bunch of rednecks and we got to keep it simple, but also deliver right. a great product. <laughs> and that would be right. me and Jason, <laughs> number two, exactly. one and two in the list, but they do a great job <laughs> with it. Uh, you know, being able to, uh, to design something that has all these great capabilities, but keeping it very simple. Um, Jason, one of those key items you previously mentioned, the proximity sensor, you know, mm -hmm. they just as easily could have not put that in there. Do you know how easy yeah. it would have for them not to do that? Well, nobody would have expected <laughs> nobody it because no one has it. ever done it in a thermal optic. Nobody exactly. would expect it. Nobody would have cared. But the fact that that proximity sensor is in there and you're saving battery life while that thing's hanging around your neck, you're not having to put it in standby mode, uh, you know, by pushing buttons, you're not having to turn it off to save battery. They, uh, like I said, they could have just easily left that off, but they didn't. They included it in it. You know, these are, we talked about the price, $7,999. But, I mean, did we, when they announced something like this, did we ever think it was going to be below $10,000, you know, no. and, and, and something no, high, re high resolution and in this package with the laser range finder, with everything included in, um, this is 
I, I feel like this is pulsar flexing their muscle. And I think that there's a lot it's, of coming forward that people are going to be excited about as well. It's half the price of the only other mm-hmm. ultra high resolution yeah. optic on the market today. Yeah. So yeah. consider that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, exactly. it's, it's literally, I know it's not, it's not 1280, it's 1024. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just making the point it's, it's 50% less. So, I mean, guys, we're setting the, the, the trend here, the prices. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, what, this is what we want to see. We want to see these prices come down. Yeah. Yeah. We never thought um, it was going to be coming to the market for, uh, no, 79.99, no. but, they, but they've done I, I thought again. this was going to be, I thought this unit was going to be a $10,000 mm-hmm. unit. And that's what, especially that's in a what, binocular form yeah. like this, but yes, yeah, binoculars um, are expensive. Uh, yeah, they, but again, the key picture image uh, is fantastic on it, as you would expect. And you know, they have definitely, again, Pulsar is flexing their muscle, <laughs> and uh, it's it's exciting, it's an exciting time in the market because all of this, um, the, the quality of these optics are just skyrocketing. And the prices, y'all, you know, talked about it. Um, the prices are, I don't want to say they're falling, but things are coming in line. And there's yeah. a lot of adjustments in the market based on being at a certain price point. And that price point has been moving more than any other time in this market. So it's a, it's a great time to be a consumer if you're looking for a thermal optic. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that right now. Okay, I'm itching. I got so much to talk about, and we're running out of time. But we need to talk about some of the the overall and the comparisons and things. I want to jump right into this. How does this compare to the mar- merger um, XP50 LRF? All right, we've already reviewed that. That unit is fifty eight ninety six. I don't know, about fifty fifty nine hundred dollars. We're going to call it. If we round up, we call it six. All right, it's 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 really close to six. So we're a couple thousand more dollars for this. The the fifty eight ninety six or whatever that price is uh, makes it sound a lot cheaper than if you say eight. You go, oh, that's way cheaper. In reality, it's two thousand dollars. Right? right, that's still a lot of money. But but it's it's worth mentioning. It's really closer than it sounds. Um, is it better? Does everybody need to buy this and not the XP50? No, I don't think so. I think this is going to be more money than a lot of people are going to want to spend. Maybe those XP50s are more money you want to spend. But I'm talking about the guys that have the budget for this and they're in the market. Which do you buy? Well, I think part of it does come down to your budget. But also, there are places that this 1024 is going to excel and places where maybe not so much, meaning it's not going to do worse, but you're not going to see the full benefit. Let me give you an example. Um, if you're looking at stuff at 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 yards, man, this 1024 is going to look really, really, really good. But so, so is the 640. So you're not really going to, it's not going to do you any better? You know, it's not going to ID better. You know what I'm getting at? It's just like having a 4K TV versus, an, an, you know, an old 720 or something. It looks better. It mm-hmm. looks cooler. Doesn't mean that you're still not enjoying the experience over here. Do you want to pay for that? That's up to you. Now, I think, and I'm going to go into all this, and Hans and I have not talked about this, uh, not not pre-show here, just generally mm-hmm. speaking about what are all our thoughts. We've, you know, Ashley tested it. We kind of got his thoughts as well. My feeling is, is that the mid-range stuff, that let's just call it 100 yards mm-hmm. to 300 yards, I don't feel like, okay, yeah, it's still better. The resolution's still there. But I still, I don't know that, again, you're gaining much in there. 
where I think the real gain is, is in that longer range. I think that's where you're really picking up the benefit of the 1024. Because two things. One, you have the higher resolution, the sharper, crisper image that is giving you that better identification range, uh, you know, on that animal. Mm -hmm. But then... It, then you say, gosh, that animal's really small. It's only two and a half power, and he's at four or 500 yards, 600 yards, 800 yards. Well, what do you want to do? You need to zoom up. As Hans already said, when you zoom up, you go from 1024 to 512. That's very close to 640. I mean, it, yeah. it's in the range, yeah. okay? So you, you do the same thing with the XPs. You know, that animal's the same animal, five, 600 yards. You zoom up to five power, you're at 320. So, so it's, again, that's where I think you're really seeing that benefit is in that longer range. Now, I'm going to tell you this, too. I think if, and I'm going to say this, and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, and I don't mean this the way it may come across, but I think you really have to have some experience with thermals and, and with good thermals like this, like the, you know, the, the merger or, you know, any kind of you know, good 640 to see the benefit in this. You know what I mean? Like if this is the think about it like this. Your kids don't appreciate a 4K you know movie like you do. Why? Cuz they don't know anything different. I don't know, it's all I've ever seen. It's all it's 4K it's what it's what TV's supposed to look like. Some of us are old enough to remember we had black and white TVs. You know, I had a black and white TV as a kid growing up. I, I, I've seen this progression. So I, I think I can appreciate it. A lot of you, our listeners and viewers who've been into the thermal game, have got a thermal scope, I think you can appreciate it. But I think this random guy who's like, maybe he had one scope or maybe not any buys, he's like, oh, they look really good. I don't know. You know what I'm getting at? Mm -hmm. You don't have that much to compare it to. Um, I think it takes some experience of realizing what this is going to do for you at these long ranges. Yeah, it looks really, really awesome up close. It does. Hans has got some video. I'm sure he's already shown that shows that it, it's it's awesome. Mm -hmm. But I do think, again, the longer range is where it's going to be beneficial. All right. Last thing I want to talk about real briefly. This is something we're going to have to dedicate, uh, uh, maybe not a whole show, but part of a show to it getting a lot of um, questions about the millikelvin ratings. And I'm not going to go into the whole NETD and all that right now. What I'm going to say is this. This is the new refresh rate discussion. When Hans and I first started this years ago, five, six years ago, everybody wanted to talk about 30 hertz versus 50 hertz, 50 hertz versus 60 hertz. And it was just everybody discussed it, Okay. And we had some we had some pretty strong opinions on it at the time. Um, now every scope is 50 or 60 hertz, and nobody talks about it. We bring it up in these specs, and we don't even need to because yeah. it's, it's, it's not necessary. Yeah. Right now, everybody now wants to talk about 40 millikelvin, 25 millikelvin. Listen, guys, I know the question. Well, wait a minute. I've already had this question, so I'm bringing it up. The XPs are 640, but they're 25 millikelvin. The XLs are 1024, but they're 40 millikelvin. 25 is better than 40, so I need to go with the XP, right? Wrong. Do you always buy the truck that has five more horsepower? You know, do you always, you, you can't do that. You have to compare everything. And, and, and again, I'm not going to say that down the road, there couldn't be some optic that this, every, every optic 
is it must be evaluated on its own mm -hmm. and then compared to everything else. So here's what I can tell you. 40 millikelvin versus 25 millikelvin. Yes, I agree. 25 is better on paper, no doubt. But what I can tell you is that this 1024 40 mm -hmm. looks better than the 640 25. All right, that's all that matters. At the end of the day, that's the question. Is people that get hung up on specs, uh, you cannot judge a thermal by looking at the specs and the readout. Yeah. They're important to know some of them, to have them. I'm just telling you. Uh, so again, I'm not apologizing for the 40 millikelvin. Uh, it was not very long ago. We thought 40 millikelvin was ridiculously <laughs> awesome and low. So, yeah. I mean, it just, again, it all continues ago. to get better. Yeah. But in case that gets brought up. So that is my comparison of the XP50, uh, you know, the, the 640. And that's going to be true, you know, comparing mm -hmm. this to other 640 uh, units of and, you know, monoculars. And so Hans, what, you know, overall, tell us what you're, I mean, we already know you like it, but overall thoughts and kind of who you think this is good for. I already kind of told them who I think it's not good for, you know, mm -hmm. and the dislikes, but what, what do you think here? I think we talked about the insane picture image on it and how great the picture image, it, it, image is of it, especially when you magnify the, uh, the picture. I would say, um, and I think you kind of alluded to it before of looking, sitting on one mountain and trying to scan to the other mountain. This is going to be great for all of you, uh, people that are, that want a scanner that you can see an ID, uh, an animal or a target a long ways away. I think this is going to be perfect for that. So, uh, if you're doing any type of scanning, uh, in wide open spaces, if you're, if you're an elk hunter and you're trying to, um, locate, animals if you're trying to uh, scan ranges that are you know beyond what a 640 resolution can handle because you know of, of the magnification decrease in picture image uh, this is going to be great for that this is really going to be good and ideally for somebody that is um i, I don't want to say a stationary hunter but somebody that right. will go set up and sit at a spot for you know half an hour and then maybe move to the next spot if you're constantly on the if you're walking and walking trails and you only stop when you're ready to take a shot at a target um you know the design of this being a little bit bigger and, and you know having to stop and use two eyes might be a little bit more of a challenge uh but i would say anybody that is wanting and needing to scan and see very long range uh this is going to be perfect for somebody uh that is uh you know again backpacking it doesn't have to be hunting but whatever you're doing uh, if you're just trying to see a long ways away, this is going to be it. And ID a long ways away. Uh, these are going to be ideal for you. I agree. I think this is, again, I, just putting a, a bow on this. I think that, gosh, I, I feel like, you know, you, you, people think we're exaggerating on some of this, but I, I, it is exciting. It's it's cool because we're seeing the progression, um, mm -hmm. you know, again, as we, it is and again, and I know there's guys going, $8,000 isn't cheap. It's not cheap. It's a bunch of money. But it's really cool. And again, it's way less than we thought it was going to be. It's way less than anything else out there. And that's, it, it takes time. We've had these discussions before. Uh, you know, it's a trickle-down approach. The top has to get better so that the, that the bottom, you know, I say bottom, but middle of the road and the bottom can get less expensive and get better. And so anyway, this is it. It's very, very good. Um, this is, in my opinion, if you've got the money, if you're a serious hunter, and you're you're going to fit the bill of who this is good for, 
I think it's absolutely worth it. Mm -hmm. I think, as I mentioned, it's a, it's a couple thousand dollars more. Yes, it's a lot of money. But again, we're talking to guys that are that are into this, that are serious. Uh, this is this is legit. Mm -hmm. It's a fantastic optic, as we've said. You know, you got great battery life, fit, finish, design, proximity sensors, the the feel, the look, the laser rangefinder, all the features, the video recording, the audio recording, the the Wi-Fi stream, all this stuff. It's got it all. I mean, this has every single thing that a man could need in it. 1024 by 768. Fantastic, yep. guys. So, it's a good unit. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to tell them where they could find it. I thought you That's were what I was going to do. But I'm going to let you tell them. That's yeah, what I was going to do. If you want to yeah, buy tell them where they can get if, it. If you want to buy these bad boys, give us a call 877-350-1818 outdoorlegacygear.com. Uh you can always call, you can hop on the website and order, you can call us directly and talk to us if you want if you need some direction and guidance on that. Yeah, yeah let me say one quick mm -hmm. thing on that, Hans, about these units in particular. Um, these units, when this airs, supposed to have already had our first shipment. Um, most of those, I believe, if not all of them, may be spoken for. Not exactly sure. We're recording this a couple days ahead, and we're supposed to be having them by the time this airs. We'll see. They're coming this week. How yeah. about that? Hey, and sounds good. It, but, but let me say this. If you go to the website and they're not there, call. Pulsar has already told us this unit, in particular, with this 1024 sensor, is going to be limited quantities okay mm -hmm. at least on this front end uh this is it's it's a new sensor for them is they don't just have these laying around in huge piles like the 640s maybe in the 384 so if you go to the website outdoorlegacygear.com and you go in there they don't have it in stock don't just click off and go to the next guy call us um we want your business we'd love to have your business and give us a call. We'll be glad to talk to you about them. This may be a back order situation for a little while. Thankfully, we are in summer, so things aren't heating up quite as much. I can tell you, my prediction is with what they're telling us on supply issues, and then we, uh, you know, get into the fall season. I think these are going to be hard to get this mm -hmm. fall. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be low supply, very high demand. So for whatever that's worth, if you know you absolutely want a pair of these uh, for this fall or winter. I'd be picking them up in the next couple months, you know, or again, you may, there may be a weight associated. So I'd get on that list now or get on that, uh, that task now versus waiting till the day you want them November 15th. Yeah. And especially start laying that groundwork with your spouse. Um, when you're, <laughs> yeah. when you tell them why you need to buy $8,000 set of thermal uh, binoculars and, you can tell them because Jason Robertson, Outdoor Legacy, said because they're awesome uh, and see if that <laughs> works. You. But you might Thank need you. to start laying that groundwork now and get that in there. And, you know, maybe by the time fall comes, you'll get the green light. But 877-350-1818, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. We'd love to help you out. Um, you can find all of our content, all of the past episodes, TheLateNightVisionShow.com. All 265 previous shows are up there. Uh, on that website, obviously on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, on all of the uh, audio-only versions like iTunes or uh, Spotify. Uh, I think Spotify does videos now. Even Amazon, you can find them there. Um, and hey, when, you yeah. say, when you say Amazon, he means Audible. That's what he means. Oh, is that what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah no, uh, uh, Amazon is Audible. It's aud yeah. Audible.com. Right that's there right. As well. That's right. Thank you. Uh, and then if you want to find Jason, you can find him over on Facebook and Instagram at Outdoor Legacy. Uh, and you can find him on YouTube as well, Outdoor Legacy. You can find Ashley, uh, who is going to be on the show very soon, y'all. I promise we're going to let him on the show. 
but you can find him on Instagram and on Facebook, RoeTX. That's uh, R-O-W-E. And then you can also find him on uh, YouTube at the same name. And you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Insta- uh, on YouTube, uh, Hans E-T-X, H-A-N-S-E-T-X. All right, guys, that's it. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Again, you got questions about it. We would love to have your business. Feel free to give us a call and we can talk to you about them. Uh, Hans, Ashley, myself, we've all used these in the field extensively. Love them. Really excited about this. Uh, look forward to talking to you about them. Guys, we've got more great episodes coming up, more reviews, uh, more night hunting talk. Stick to this channel. Hope to see you same place next week. Between now and then, y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. Thank you.